Sony sales declining in Japan. And they sunset the PS4s. Well, hello there. No, oh, no, it doesn't. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hold well, on, yeah. Hold on. Technical. Yeah, it does. Okay, cool. We're all good. Hey there, guys. Uh, we're apparently looking and seeing Technical difficulties. visual stuff. and uh, Actually, there's no difficulties here. Turn, just... Turns out we're good. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, welcome to Triangle Square, the PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and I promise I'm not sick. I just uh, I had a big day of talking a bunch very loudly and also driving around, screaming along to my favorite um, Australian band, in Hearts Wake, Chef's Kiss. Good job, you guys. Um, yeah, you know, three hours on the road before all the stuff going on. It just you gotta you gotta belt with it. And I kept losing internet because you know the sticks of oh, Texas. Yeah. So I got to the point where I got tired of trying to wait for my phone to catch back up and load. That I was like, I've got this In Hearts Wake CD in my CD player right now. You said three hours. Are you going to Dallas? Nah, it's uh, okay. Marshall, Texas. It took you three hours to get to Marshall? Hour 20. Okay. I was going to say, I've driven to Marshall when I worked at CVS. Three hours going and back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I'm not sick. I'm just, uh, my voice, as I was on the way home, still screaming along, I thought, I'm going to sound terrible tomorrow. Quick stand aside. a bad idea. Which way did you take to Marshall? Did you take the curve on 59 in Atlanta, or did you keep going through on 59? Oh, took the curve through 59. Don't do that again. Do you do you do you, do you do you see how many speed reduces there were? Like it went from sixty none. to forty to. Did they change that? Apparently, when I went, so instead, because you can keep on fifty nine. Okay, look, yeah, when you're going on fifty nine, if you keep going, you, you end up in Linden. You can keep going that way to Mount Mar- Pleasant. I, I, I know, well, I Mount mean, Pleasant, Marshall, yes, but you have to cut over eventually because Marshall's in the opposite yeah. direction. But if when you get to that, you actually just go to the left. Yeah, there's no speed reducers right now. There is there's well, a four, there's a one four way stop sign that feels weirdly placed. It is the one that's at the fields. Yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah. But uh, other than that, there was nothing. When I, last time I did it, given it's been two years now, when I worked for CVS and I had to travel over there, it was like it'd go 40, 50, 55, 40, 55, 50. Like it changed like every seven to eight miles. Thankfully, it wasn't that. But I'll good, tell you right now, good. driving home at like two in the morning on that road is stupid. So many deer. Also, yeah, deer. I was going to say, watch out for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Saul Bridges bringing you guys lucky episode 196. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm Brett back as usual. Uh, we're going to get into this episode today, guys. Of course, we're going to be talking about a couple things, as we've already teased, that uh, looks like PlayStation sales are down in Japan uh, in a decent bit for the first time in a long while, and as well as the PlayStation 4 getting sunset. But before we get into that, we always end up opening this show with a nice, clean, and consistent, friendly, time-honored tradition of Saul. What have you been playing? Because I know you got a little bit more PlayStation 5 under your belt. Yeah, um, so I've been playing Demon Souls, and I, uh, I've i said this before, but for those that don't know, anytime I play one of these games and I'm experimenting with stuff for the first time, I'll end up restarting it over and over again. So not only min-max, but just to get the feel for everything properly, and then to be able to ace areas down in a more efficient way. Yeah, it's like they're hyper-memorized. Yeah, so that I know exactly where some items are. I know exactly the order to do things in. So I've, I started something that I haven't done since Dark Souls 1 Remastered, and I've never done it in any other Dark Souls game. And I only did it once in Dark Souls 1. And that was make a Paladin build with using Miracles. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that now, but I've been working on this build since 
Wednesday. So if you're ki- considering it a Paladin build, out of curiosity, mm-hmm. are you using a heavier armor set? I will be. Not now, though, because I'm not... You want to build yourself up to offset the... No, well, I mean, I guess I kind of am now. I'm using what the, the Priest starts with. It is, okay. a, it is a chainmail set. Yeah. And I... The game is kind of weird in this one because the Holy Moonlight Greatsword mm-hmm. is just called the Moonlight Greatsword in this game. Yeah. And it doesn't scale with intelligence at all. It's faith only, which is not how it's been yeah. ever. Except Dark Souls 3 where it scales with both. Um, and it might do that in... It might do that in Dark Souls 1. I don't remember. But, um, so, very typically, you want to get to 24 faith so you can use it, or 25 faith, and it has no other requirements but that. You don't have to worry about level up strength decks. You just got to get your faith to 24, I think. Yeah. And. Soft cap? Uh, yeah. Is that a soft cap, I guess? I thought 30 I, I don't know was. on that one. I mean, every stat's different, so, uh, soft cap. See, I don't know on that one yeah. at all. Um, but. I ended up doing that. And do you know where that sword is in the game? I don't think so. 3-2. Or 5-2. Like the worst area to go early game. It is in the Swamp of Sorrows. I, uh, yeah, I haven't done 5-2 in my playthrough yet. That's why I haven't come across it okay. in this playthrough. I mean, I know the sword from previous playthroughs. I mm-hmm. couldn't remember where you picked it up. Well, there's there's in 5-2, in there is a... There's two of these, actually. They are like wooden platforms that scale up and around the level. Yep. And there's a dead end on one that yep. you can start on, and then you have to go all the way around the level on the on the in the swamp base floor and climb up this one. And there's a massive, like, I really don't know another word to describe it, but a chandelier of slugs. It is like a <laughs> bunch of slugs that are just hanging up, and you smack it down, and then, and then like 15 it's- slugs drop to the ground below you. Uh, back slugs the, or leeches? Le- well, I guess they're big. They're, I guess they're. I don't know. Are they leeches? They I, look like slugs. Oh, but here's the thing. I felt like they look like leeches on the PS3 one, but since I've not seen them on PS4, I'm not sure. Yeah. Because uh, like a good example is like of how they've done a couple of changes to carry to certain enemy designs is like throughout all of four, the little um, little storm babies. Yeah, <laughs> they look a little more alien in Demon Souls remake than they did in the original because it's like their wings look more like their protrusions of skin that continue to go out, whereas their bodies in the PS3 version had more of like a you saw lines going down that kind of looked like it was trying to be like scale feathers or something. It looked very it looked different. Like you still know it's the same thing, but they almost look even creepier and more alien in Demon Souls remake. So. They could look very different here because I know that um, the swamp of whatever um, had a huge change up in terms of the, how they were able to design it. Because like we were talking the other day, it's so dark. The, wild, uh, the Valley of Defilement is so dark that yeah. there's a lot of changes that they made throughout five in the way that it just generally looks. Um, oh, it's large sort of moonlight. Okay, this is the first one where its its name is different because I think in. Um, I think in Kingsfield, it's just Moonlight Sword or Sword of Moonlight. Now, this is large Sword of Moonlight. But, uh, it's, yeah, uh, Phosphoferent Slugs. Dude, those are definitely slugs. Oh, I never realized that those were the same things from the late. Those are also in 4 3? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, in the, um, I guess. Or into 4 2, actually. It's before you get yeah. to 4 3. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyways. I, I've been playing it. I got that today, and that took me from, like, I don't know. I only got to play three hours today, so I'm trying to think of, like, 
It took me three hours to get because yeah. I had to stop at like 10 o'clock this morning. I think I've been playing since 7. Um, but I went through 1-1. One, one, and the reason it's taken me this long from Wednesday up till now to get this build like to work is because I was trying to go from 1-1 one, one to 5-1. With like nothing, okay. like with just my mace, because there's a holy mace in there or a blessed mace, and blessed weapons heal you. The adjudicator shield heals you, yeah. and the regen ring heals you. So yeah. like having those three stack is like a big old tank paladin build. Well, even like getting down to the blessed mace has those stupid. It's the worst enemy of the game. They are, um, I don't know what those enemies are even are like officially called, but it's like um, mole people, and they and they had this one attack. Where they charge at you and they like pat you like five times, oh, yeah, yeah, and they can knock you off ledges. But not only that, that does so much burst damage to you. Like yeah. even I have twenty five uh, uh, vitality. Even having twenty five vitality, that knocks half my health off in that area. Yeah, in in three two or five two to get this stuff. So I finally got that today. I beat Dirty Colossus, and I think I'm just gonna go ahead and go through and, and kill Maiden Australia. Um, there is a trophy that I need to get, and that is killing Maiden Australia or talking to Maiden Australia and her die without killing Garl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I need, to, yeah, I want to yeah. get that trophy. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I'm, I, it's a very different build. It's it's really interesting. I've never done a miracle based build on any of these games. See, if you turn in the Adjudicator's boss to um, uh, Soul to um, Urbane. Yeah, he yeah, gives you regeneration uh, spell. So yeah. like you could have four different things regenerating you: the the ring, the spell, the uh, shield, and then the bless weapon. Nice, yeah. And um, it's it's really fun. Like it's it's just it's it's really hard to get started. What is, if, does blessings use MP? Yeah. So okay. like eventually, like you want to level up your MP or your intelligence, of course. But all I've been doing is I've leveled up like three levels into intelligence, so I could use regeneration twice because it uses so much mana. Um, you got to be smart to be religious. That's what this game is teaching me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my, so well, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say my end up my ending armor is gonna be brushwood armor, which is okay. yeah, like yeah. really yeah. super looking cool, like cool looking powdered armor. Um. This game has actually got some of my favorite armor designs from the whole series. I think it does. Me too. Like, uh, I think it is for me. Because there's something about the later ones where they stuck a little bit more into like the traditional dark fantasy. And I think this one's got a little bit more of a breadth to it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still across the board. The art design and armor design and everything across all the Souls games are really great. Uh, welcome to a Souls-based podcast. Uh, by this point, anytime that Saul is playing a, Soul ga- a Souls game, you should expect it to be starting with long talks about souls games it's like when dark souls 3 came out when we were first doing this podcast and you were like, only playing that I for was, three months something like that yeah maybe longer and i, I did play other other games so i did play man eater yes and i did the first uh was it scaly peter whatever that guy's name is the first get bad yeah. like the first boss or whatever yeah and it game's fun but it just didn't it hasn't caught my attention i started up ghost of tsushima at 60 frames per second. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think, I think that game there is as good, if not even a little bit better in terms of coloring and performance than Demon Souls to show you a PS5 game, even though it's not a PS5 game. Yeah. Like, the cutscenes for that game are ridiculous. Like, I haven't, I haven't, I was dumb. And even though I still have my PS4 Pro, I didn't transfer my saves. So, I'm going to have to start at home the game. 
Yeah. Um, Only downside is that a couple, and this is true across a few games, but there are a couple of pre-rendered cutscenes in that game, so they still run at 30. Okay, I can see that, yeah. But most of the game's cutscenes are in the engine, so they're all 60. Or the, all of those hmm. are. Uh, while we're talking about uh, Souls-based games, though, uh, the one did you ever get a chance to check out that Bleak Faith uh, game that one of our patrons, Rude Cold, had shared in the Discord, and it looks really sweet. And much like Cam, you know, I was iffy on Mortal Shell because so many Souls-like games that try and get too close to it don't quite feel right, and I still end up liking them. Like, I still like Lords of the Fallen. Um, but I think after... Mortal Shell, it proved to me that someone else can do something that fits very in line with that, but also has its own unique element. So he shared uh, Bleak Faith Forsaken, I think may even be the name of it, but go check the game out. There's a, It's being developed by a very small number of people, much like Mortal Shell, but it looks really cool. It's doing some interesting stuff, and I think that it has the chance to be the next Souls-like game uh, that actually does something moving forward. It's kind of got like a dark fantasy meets cyberpunk aesthetic to it and i think that's really interesting so go check it out if you're interested in it at all make sure you follow up with it and and you know it's good to support these types of developers i think because they're doing something interesting within a genre that i know gets a lot these days but i still think it's a very interesting genre with plenty of room to do fresh things it is uh it's met its goal by the way yeah. Thirty one thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars out of thirty thousand yeah i mean again small team so think about the fact that this budget's very low. I don't think that's reflective of the whole budget necessarily. This is more probably a this is what we need to finish and get this out. Yeah. So, but it looks really good, and I think you should show, you should go check it out. Um, they did a very recent thing where they showed kind of a recap of everything they got done this year. So, if that sounds at all interesting to you, go check it out and keep an eye on it. Um, also, I'm glad to see a lot of series kind of coming back because you know this year we're supposed to finally get Pray for the Gods the uh, spiritual successor kind of, even though it's not made by the same people, but to Shadow of the Colossus, and it looks better every time I see it. So nice to see some of these often not used genres are genres that are used but not necessarily to the fullest effect, kind of getting some interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, like I didn't really play much else this week other than like the occasional, or I say the occasional, the, the normal Tuesday Night Destiny raid. Yeah. So. I'm glad you started Maneater. I think you should play a little bit more of it and really get to where you start evolving a lot and going through things. I mean, essentially all you did was open the game. Yeah. You played as the opening shark, which leads into you becoming a baby shark, you know, uh, which is where the game actually starts to get fun. You have control over your evolutions and how quickly you can go. Uh, just a mirror that I started uh, and completely platinumed Maneater again. This week, I started it Wednesday because our Thursday one. I didn't know what else to do. I was just kind of sitting there. I was like, Mania is fun. And I I just hit download because I was like, I know I want to play it again. And I forget how fast the PS5 is in comparison to PS4 for downloading. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I literally, before I even clicked on anything else to do, it said Mania is ready to play. I said, screw I'm going to go see what it is. I'm going to see what it feels like differently. So that is one small quirk I have with the PS5. There is no way to tell if a game is fully downloaded. And I can't win. Like it says, it says Dark Souls three is ready to play. Cool. Where's the progress on when it's done? I can't find it. I don't know. It's not notifications. It's, what, what do you mean? It says ready to play, which means it's done. No, because then it'll say five ten minutes later, Dark Souls three is now installed. Well, but, but ready to play is just what you need to be able to do. Because this is it's something that started with PS four, but they never did it as much as it should have. Yeah, and it seems to be coming back in better form here. Where first of all, it downloads a lot quicker. It does, so it can get you to square one of being able to play. But then it continues to install quicker as you're playing. Yeah, so that by the time 
uh, that you get to the window of where the start to play thing ends, you should be done. One well, of the things PS4 faced was an issue of getting into a game that said it was ready to play and then beating that area and then saying, you have to wait for the rest of the game that's to why, install. That's why I just typically wait until yeah. it's fully installed, but I, there's no way I can tell. I haven't looked. Uh, that's a good question. I actually didn't know. I would have imagined that the bar similar to PS4 would have been there, but I'm assuming it's not since you said that. Yeah, like the, the little bar under the square, but yeah, they're the not little, quite squares now. Yeah, they're, they're more like little floating gushers. rounded, <laughs> rounded squares. I mean, yeah. But, um, but there's yeah, obvious things they've missed. Well, I, I downloaded Dark Souls 3 and started it up because now that's 4K 60 for PS5. And, uh, yeah, because it pushes the performance mode. And yeah. uh, it looks good, but I'm still playing Demon Souls. Like, was it is it 4K or is it like 1800 or 1440? Uh, that's a good question. It, it, it honestly did not look 4K, but I thought I remember reading 4K, so I might be wrong. On well, here. I don't think it got another update. All it's really doing is pushing its unlocked mode that it had up as high as it can, right? Um, I don't know. I, I I really don't because on my because all of the the sixty frames per second patch was just an unlocked frame rate. Right, it was not sixty frames per second. So it would be like in the forty fives. It still felt better, but it wasn't sixty. Often, at least. <laughs> but yeah, either way. Uh, what have you played this week? Man Eater. Beat Cyberpunk. Can continue to say that I think Cyberpunk is one of the best games I've ever played, and I'm excited for it to get to a point where people can play it free of the drama, or at least mostly free of the drama. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really cool to kind of see people coming back around to it or getting to finally play it on PS5 and whatnot. And I will go back to it to finish up the Platinum and everything when a dedicated PS5 version comes. I think it's going to be really... I mean, it's, it is a great game. I have other stuff I've got to do right now, so I'm not sticking around for Platinum because it is a little bit of work to get there, um, and I have to replay it because of a decision I made anyway. Uh, I could try and save Scum back down and see if I can find it, but at this point, You're I'm just not worrying about the, it. The yeah. patch and I'll just replay it and actually do something different. Like, play a different type of character as well. That's what I'm waiting on for Greedful. Because I want to jump back into Greedfall for their their PS4 patch or PS5 patch. Because it's free right now for for PS Plus. And I recommend everybody go check it out. Because that and Outer Worlds is two games that reminded me so much of old school Obsidian. Yeah. And well, yeah. that's not exactly what Outer Worlds is. But well, that's that's the thing about Cyberpunk too. Cyberpunk exists and it makes you think of old Obsidian games. Good, and I, I like yeah. I love like especially contextual conversations and within those games because that's one thing that I think that Bethesda doesn't know how to do well, and that's context. It's like when you're in a conversation with somebody, you don't have you sometimes you don't most of the time you don't have context of why you're in this conversation, or even the context of their conversation. Like they'll run up to you and they'll be like, "Hey!" Like like some of the quests that they start in in Skyrim, specifically the feel the, incidental. Yeah, the never ending quest. It's it's if oh. it's it, it it has to be incidental. What is that in called? Way. Uh, the dawn. Oh, what is that called? The, the radiant quest system. Radiant quest radiant system. Quest, yeah. Yes. That, You're thinking of radiant dawn. Radiant dawn. Yeah, probably. Or radiant dawn. <laughs> Either one. Uh, but no, yeah, see, like one of the big things I think Cyberpunk has a big advantage over is that the way it introduces characters tends to be much more natural. And then whenever you get reached out from them, yeah, it's still a game, but something about it feels like their character writing 
and this is actually something I think is a little bit better than Obsidian in this regard, is uh, their scenario writing. I think I think Obsidian does really well at writing good characters, but their scenarios don't always match as good as their character. Like, doesn't match the quality of their characters. Yeah. Uh, but I think Cyberpunk does a really good job of having great characters, well-written characters that are interesting, and then coming with really interesting scenarios that they're involved in that play out in great ways. But um, the only other thing I played is I've continued to play more and more uh, Rock Band and Guitar Hero games. I've, I've been going back through. I have to tell you, it is impossibly hard to find a PS3 guitar. And I, it, it finally washed over me why. Most of the time, the reason it's hard is because you can find them without the dongle. And then I was like, man. But I stopped and I thought for a second. And I remembered that because of Sony's weirdness, that's the only thing you can really describe that, their hard-headedness, when it came time for... PS3 at the time, next-gen Guitar Hero, moving on from PlayStation 2, their move towards going wireless and with all the instruments was great for Xbox because when Xbox finally moved from the wired Explorer to the wireless, it didn't need a dongle. It acted as a normal 360 controller. You, you hit the button, it would sync, you were gone about your business. Sony would not let anybody that wasn't a first-party manufacturer have one have a controller much like PlayStation 4 yeah. that you can't do that you can't have without a dongle. So it's like the PlayStation made controllers are the only ones that have it built in. Now Sony did relent a little bit when Mad Cats became the partner for the Rock Band instruments for um PS4. Right. You didn't need to have it. It just connected as a Bluetooth thing and it worked. Very odd because all other PlayStation 4 controllers still require a dongle if they're not made by Sony. I don't know why Mad Cats made this work specifically. Yeah, that's weird. Because you think about your Astro A4 or your Astro whatever uh, controller, all of those the Razer Pro controller, all of those use a dongle. But Sony let one person in particular, Mad Cats of all, make a controller that's not officially made by Sony and connects as if it were. Yeah. It's a little more annoying because you've got to go to Bluetooth and just connect it, but it's easy. And then once it's synced, it's synced. But, yeah, due to that, you can't use the PS4 one on PlayStation 3 because the PlayStation 3 has to have a dongle. It's annoying. That's what it comes down to. I've bought a PlayStation 2 Kramer wireless guitar, and I bought one of the USB to PS2 controller adapters. Turns out works great for normal DualShock 2 controllers. Hmm. going up to a PlayStation 3 or on PC. Right. But for some reason, the only adapter, as I've dug more and more and more into it after buying this guitar, the only adapter that lets you use the PS2 guitars on PlayStation 3 without any issues is called the TAC multi-purpose adapter or whatever. And much like the dongles, they're so rare to find because people lose them and all sorts of stuff. The dongles for any Guitar Hero guitar for PS3 are roughly 50 to $80 at any given point just for the dongle. Then this TAC adapter is even more rare. And if you can find one now, people still sell them. They're anywhere from 100 to $150. No. It's been rough. And I really want to play Rock Band 2 and all the PS3 Guitar Hero Rock Band games with the full band, but can't. You know what we should do? One Saturday when you have nothing going on, we should go to Dallas early in the morning and, and just to like mom and pop stores and yes. like GameStop, or not GameStops, but like, yeah, like mom and pop video game stores. 
Check need, Dallas Craigslist. We need a Dallas trip soon anyway. Yeah, we do. So we're all good. But, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, Kyrie's been having a blast doing it. I've been having a blast drumming. And I've bought the adapter to where on all those games, they, they starting with Guitar Hero World Tour, I think, they supported the ability to hook up real electric drum kits with a MIDI adapter. Yeah. And you can play all the drum songs with 100% the actual drum things matched up and I don't have a drum set at my house. Clearly I live in town. It would be loud annoying. So I think I'm going to buy me another electric kit and I've already bought that adapter. And that way I can practice drums playing along with fun songs and play with the family here. Um, about to redo my game room, by the way. Oh, okay. On a very non video game side step before we step into our sponsor talk, uh, go to capital burger. Oh, new place. That place is good. Yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard mixed things, but none of it's been like bad. It's just been more. It's just good, but that's okay. And then some people have been. It's very good. So, uh, so like the burger I got was very interesting. It's actually the what me and my wife both got. Um, it is called the Smoking Gun Burger, uh-huh. and it is it's something you probably won't get, but they have. You never know. Oh uh, well, they have sriracha mayo on it. I won't get it that way. And I, I may has, try it actually. I may it, put it on the side. It has a deep fried jalapeno that's butterflied, cut and spread out with bacon and like pepper jack cheese. Okay, it's really good. Like that place, I wouldn't. I, I would not recommend eating inside there just because of how small it is inside. Because it's where Old Naaman's is. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's on across State the street Orange? from Naaman's. Um, yeah, but um, it's just very small and quiet. Well, which is I not had, bad. I had that bad boy the other day. That's the Apocalypse Burger, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I went to Thirty Burger for the first time in a while and uh, got the Apocalypse, which I don't normally get. It is good, but it's a lot. I, I've never gotten pickles on mine before. I, I do take the pickles off, but I, get, I left everything else on there. Even their, uh, it's they call it the Thirty Burger Smoke Sauce or whatever. It's like a really light. It's not very thick, right? But it's like a really light, smoky barbecue sauce. Hmm. And you know I'm not normally one for barbecue sauce. Right. But both that Big Jake's barbecue sauce they sent home with our brisket oh, is very good. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then this right here was really good as well. That might be your thing is you might not like cheap barbecue sauces. I've tried I've tried baby like Sweet Baby Ray's that's and it's cheap, okay. That's cheap barbecue sauce. Though. But that's one that almost everyone goes to and says, yeah, the Sweet Baby Ray's is so good. It is by far like the best. like Cheap one, of it, I guess. I'd say store-bought one. Yeah. That that's the only thing about 30 around, Burger. Like I love anywhere. it. But they're kind of expensive. Did okay? I'll ask you this question real quick before we move on. Did they still reduce the amount of fries they give you? It was better this last time. Okay, because it was more natural. See, like you know, I had like uh, I mean, it's hard to count, but I mean, if I had to guess, I had like thirty-five fries. Okay, because like last they, time I went there, it was like big. fifteen fries, and yeah. I was just like, "This is not what enough. are going on? What's yeah. going on here with the fries?" Yeah, and again, it's all really good. It's just when you pay that much money, you're kind of like, for me, Hannah and Kyrie, and the apocalypse is expensive because it's a lot of meat and a lot of food. But it they was like a, it was like almost forty dollars. They need to put that on a uh, DoorDash. It's oh, dude, it's really good. But yeah, I like to go there and eat there, and been good though. But as we go and uh, move into the community stake that we had, and apparently I need to go open up all of the social media so I can read those off. Uh, but as we go into that, I'm going to let Saul take a second to introduce you to Manscaped. <laughs> for those that really want to take care of yourself, do we have the products for you? We now, do. everybody in the world has been a little bad about eh, not not. Not in particularly just cleaning up as best as you can. Well, Manscaped's there for you because Manscaped with a lawnmower 3.0, easy peasy, no cuttings, 
it gets the job done, makes yeah. you feel fresh. And then if you're like me and your job requires a little bit more of an intensity when it comes to your daily physical activities, use the ball tonic or the ball deodorant. Or you know what? There's been days where I put both on just because it's smooth, no chafing, and it doesn't smell like a ballpark nachos. True. Also, it's a new year, which means it can be a new you. Now, I'm a real interesting person when it comes to New Year's resolutions. I don't think you should consider them that. But New Year is a good time to break off and start changing something about yourself. And Yeah. You know, no time like the present to try something up, change something up, change your grooming, you know, nature. Don't put a blade down there. Don't be rubbing yourself raw and getting a little stumpies and having to put little paper towels Man. and looking like the Grinch, the, you know, his face in the Jim Carrey yeah. movie. You don't want your balls looking like that, guys. The, the, in, the ingrown hairs on oh, yeah, your old, st- old school way of doing things is a thing of the past. Which it's not is worth cool. it. Get you this right here. Replaceable blades. Keeps your thing fresh, working well. It works. I mean, I love the little rechargeable stand. If I'm being honest, that's probably the thing that gets me the most about their product. Is it's easy, rechargeable, and it's waterproof. So if you want to, if you feel like, good example for me, I'm a dad. I can't just be in the any given bathroom situation just trimming my balls away. I've got to find a way to do these things to where, you know what? If someone were to walk in, definitely because Saul can attest, my house is very odd. All the bathrooms, you have to go through rooms to get to them. Yeah. And because of that, there's normally more than one door into them. So my main bathroom up front, there's a room for my daughter's, a door for my daughter's room and a door from our bedroom. And it's right smack dab between the middle. And sometimes I'll just walk on through. So I can't be in there doing something like trimming my balls because might get something shown that doesn't need to be seen. Uh-huh. So finding the way to do something like that in the shower and the comfort where you can just pull it off like that and then wash all that excess hair away is nice. Great product. I really enjoy it. I'm really excited to get the weed whacker coming in. Can't wait to try that out and see how it fares against my more traditional one that I have. Also rechargeable battery, which is nice because the one I have right now, you have to change batteries and I just hate that. I hate batteries. I'm telling you, I've lately had to deal with them far more often than not. And this is just an interesting thing. Did you see about the, uh, Xbox apparently still has batteries in their controller because of a longstanding deal they made with Duracell. No, that's not true though. Was it not? I, uh, I really didn't have the chance to look into Xbox it. Xbox tweeted it that, that, that they don't have nothing with Duracell. They don't have anything? Yeah. Okay, if that was true, I was going to be like, why? But it still remains Christmas, and having a kid has made me have to buy batteries. First of all, batteries are expensive. Holy crap. Second of all, they're so annoying, and I hate having to change them. Lately, everything I have with batteries has had to be replaced, like my TV remote finally, and I'm, I'm through. I'm done with it. I don't want to touch batteries for at least another two years. But... Try that out. Get you something new, something different. Head over to manscaped.com and use code SQRD to get 20% off your first order. Free shipping. Support the show. Support support good product. I think that's a big thing of it, too. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think, just I want to give a quick shout-out, I know that most of the people who have actually gone out and bought this are not only supporting us this way, they're also our patrons. So, Really appreciate you guys double dipping and finding more than one way to support the show and get a good product. I really, really genuinely appreciate it. Um, but also remember, they are available in the UK. It's pretty new, so people don't think about it, but this is not an ad falling on deaf ear for our friends across the pond. Go check it out. Get you something good. It can be anything. Get you one item. Give them a test run before you dive deep in. We don't mind, but either way, SQRD, use that code, get 20% off that, and free shipping. Your boss will out. thank you. But... It's time to move in to the community's take. And we're back 
as we said this year, we had our first one last week that we came back to and got some good answers. This one was kind of based off of last week's episode where it was us talking about PS Plus and its seeming bump in value after I think early last year, specifically in late 2019, we had a lot of people saying that they were like they were frustrated with PS Plus because it felt like it had lost its value yeah. in a lot of ways. Myself included. Yeah, I mean, I, it was something we got from a lot of listeners, and I think even people I know in, in person were often lamenting the fact that PS Plus once felt much better in terms of the value we're getting across the board. And it started to feel, even though I'd say they were doing a better job most of the time than games with gold, but it still comes to this thing of like, it felt like you were really just paying for online, and you happened to be getting some games you weren't that excited for for free. Yeah. It's still... Not a bad thing, and you may find a hidden gem or two there. I think the, the good outweighed the bad, but it's nice when you can really feel like it's a value. So, basic question, how do you feel about the value of PS Plus the past six months and looking forward? That way we can kind of loop in things like uh, Fall Guys, get that pulled in and give it its its go. Uh, things like Bug Snacks and Worms, and as we're moving forward, what looks to be uh, newer launching games like Destruction All-Stars. So over here on our Discord, one of our patrons, Josh Ayers, longtime listener, longtime friend, he says, PS Plus seems to be doing well. Not every game has spoken to me the last few months, but at least one game does. And having PS5 games launch on there already is a big move. It gives Destruction All-Stars a big push if it can find, or sorry, if it can be handled right next month. That's something I'm excited for. That's, yeah. I'm actually, I'm legitimately excited for that game, so I hope it does well. I went from being so underwhelmed, not knowing what it was, to seeing a little bit more, getting excited, and then it being free was like, I'm. This could be Rocket League 2.0 yeah. in terms of the success it can find. This could be a, this could be the first like big multiplayer game we all can get together on PlayStation Five and play. Yeah. So uh, Liam over in Discord says, I don't think I've played a PS Plus game in a while, and nobody plays the online stuff I like. So PS Plus is rather meh for me. On the opposite end of the spectrum of Josh. Yeah, yeah, and it's. That's the thing about all those types of services. If they just really, or any type of service, if it doesn't really fit with the way that you go about playing games or the things that you like, or if you don't have a community, as interestingly enough, I know that Liam does play some online stuff, but I also tend to think, Liam, you can feel free to, to expound on that. Uh, I'd be curious. But I kind of view you as someone who plays a little bit more single-player focused games anyway. And now that may be due to feeling like the multiplayer games you do want to play, you don't have anybody to play them with. But I think it's more just you being like a huge fan of The Witcher and Cyberpunk and those types of games. I get to feel that you're also very story-driven in games and you like stuff like that along with great mechanics. So Don't forget we had a blast playing Far Cry 5 multiplayer yeah, absolutely when we it did. first came out. Um, Rude Days, he makes a really good point. He says, no way to argue that it was definitely improved, and in my opinion, it kind of had to. While it pretty much destroys its rival counterpoint, Xbox Gold Games, mm -hmm. Games Pass has been destroying Sony's, Sony's counterpart in PS Now. So if Sony isn't going to approve PS Now to rival Game Pass, you have to make your other service extremely better, with pretty much taking a page from Games Pass by adding new games to the service, and he says, Fall Guys, Destruction All-Stars, uh, or recently released third-party games like Maneater. Yeah. Which is another like a really good point because that game did just come out like what four three months ago. Uh, so yeah, it came. It was a launch title for PS5 that version of it, and we're right. getting the PS5 one. I did go back and check. It came out. It did come out. Uh, I was a little didn't know for sure because I remember I went to Walmart and found it with no issues. Uh, but it came out in May of 2020, so it was post COVID wow. starting. Um, I don't know, but um, 
yeah, it's interesting that I've platinum that game and had a blast playing it two times in a row. Great game, and I do think uh, that's even the fact that Man Eater's on there, even if it was just a PS4 version, I still think that's a good job. They're doing a better job at getting games that feel unique and interesting and new, and Man Eater did surprisingly well. Replaying it uh, with a little bit more stable because the PS4 version did have a couple of performance issues and crashing issues here and there yeah. um, has been really fun, but also because I knew how to do everything or everything was, I platinum that game in probably eight hours. So this is going to make you kind of angry. Um, I didn't tell you this, but the first time I logged into Destiny 2, I got the PS5 Platinum because all the trophies popped. Oh, yes. I already knew. Okay. Yeah, I already knew. Uh, so I got two Destiny 2 Platinums. I'm, hey, listen, I'm trying to ride that pl- that wave too. If I can get the <laughs> Destiny 2 Platinum, which I didn't play Destiny 2 at all this week, I'm probably going to play today if I can. Um, push up. I'm at 1250. I got to just get to 1280 something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still like... Doing the raid, like, with my only activity that I do right now is the raid uh, once a week. It's like it's slowly pushing me closer to 1270. Yeah. But I'm still, like, 1268, I think, or Well, I'm hoping that if nothing else, you'll join me on console just long enough to help me do the Grandmaster raid whenever, yeah. or the Grandmaster uh, Nightfall. I, but, yeah, I'm close. And then I'm hoping that if I log into the PS4 version, it'll reverse give me that platinum, <laughs> and I'll get two. We'll see. But we'll see. Uh, I, I was so thrown off when my trophy started popping for this game. I'm like, oh, it's a separate list. Yeah, because it's just syncing with your save from the I wish Dark Souls 3 cloud. did that. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, Manhunter, a man-eater did not. That was a really interesting... And Maneater did not even carry your save forward. It, you had to completely restart. I was okay with that, but for people who recently bought it on PS4 and moved up, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but that's true. But who knows what their reasoning is. You got to think, Tripwire Interactive is a much smaller developer and even the publisher for that. It's just different. It's uh, how it is. Over on Facebook, we have Hussein Saeed. He says, I'm mostly interested in Horizon 2. Oh, hold on. Put my hair crazy. Don't worry about me. I've clicked on the wrong thing. He did. So while he clicks on the right thing, I'm going to go with Awesome Dave over on Discord. He says, I feel like the value of PS Plus over the past six months has been great. With all of the other stress that's being cooped up in the house with my wife, uh, or my wife has been very vocal about self-care. And then he says that she goes on to say that she she works in that profession. I'm not going to say exactly what on the show, uh, just for privacy. So I've been playing a lot more video games. I, I was never one for online play, but something about Fall Guys appealed to me, and I have sunk a lot of hours into that game. Even though I have all but two of the actual attainable trophies, I still go back to it. With that being a, a feature... Uh, I can't even read today. With that being a feature game one month and the online play, it's been great value. The games overall have been great, too. I know I've mentioned Hollow Knight. Shout out. Shout out to that before, but that game occupied most of my playtime in November. If there were one more game I was looking forward to to see what... If there were... I don't know why I can't read. If there were one thing I was looking forward to is to see what Destruction All-Stars brings to the table in terms of long-lasting value and what other games may be down the pipeline. I didn't think I'd be playing Fall Guys six months after getting it. Yeah, that's a big thing. I think Fall Guys is also a a good example of being another... um, um, I just said it. Launch title. No. um, Or launch PS Plus game. Yeah, but the one... The soccer car. Rocket League? (laughs) Rocket League, thank you. Soccer car. I was about to shout out the PS3 game. Soccer cars. That was was non-plural. Soccer car. (laughs) Soccer car. Sounds like a PS2 game. Actually, it kind of makes me think of something that would be in one of the flat-out games. But um, Yeah, I think that Fall, Fall Guys is a good example of that, of being pretty close to it. I think Rocket League clearly is like the big victor in that regard. It blew up, and I think it proved that these types of games can hit these services day one and still go on to be massive successes, but that's been really good. Um, 
back over on Facebook, though. <laughs> Rocket Soccer Derby is a game. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Kyle Grimm, one of our patrons over on Facebook, he says, I wish I have utilized what is offered for free to new PS5. Uh, I'm... Oh, but I have not yet. Okay. I wish I had utilized what is offered for pre free to new PS5. Saul, you've rubbed off on uh-huh. me. I don't know what it is. I have like brain fog today. Okay. But he says, but I have not yet. In the past, getting free games monthly has been nice because there have been a handful of games I've played from time to time that I have enjoyed. Although I haven't played the new collection of games for the PS5, I know I will get into them eventually. And that's a big thing too. All of this conversation has actually so far completely avoided the PS Plus collection because we know not everyone has a PS5. But if you have a PS5, PS Plus's value is immense because it allows yeah. you you to if you have these games physically but you don't really feel like you need to hold on to them suddenly you have them digitally for free if you want to free up some space make some money back even honestly there's been a couple of games that were i had physically that i was like i don't really intend to play them again but if i do decide to them oh now they're on ps plus collection i sold one of them the other day for 20 bucks you know what really pisses me off though what's that why is it that when companies and every single company has been um has been has taken part in this is that whenever they have a greatest hit style game, they change the casing, right? They change yes. the picture. Why is it that digital had to follow suit? I don't know either, and I hate that. It, it, it has because, that red greatest hits ugh. thing on the on the on the picture of it now, and it stands out so much. And it looks so bad. Specific, it looked bad on PS4, but it looks even worse on PS5's UI because while the UI for PS5 is not quite as useful. It is really clean. And it's, so and it's, doing that immediately looks yeah, rough. It just it, it's like a beacon of light saying "Play me." Yeah, which uh, yeah. He, well, he goes on to continue real quick. He says, "All in all, going forward, it seems promising, and I think it's more than enough for the average gamer. For someone who plays games on a daily basis for five plus hours a day, then I would say you aren't a target audience for PS Plus. You should probably be invested in PS Now, and that seems to be targeted towards the more at least towards the hardcore gamer. That's a good sentiment right there. I like that. I, I, I think I agree to that. I agree that PS Now is doing a good job with getting some really big games. Like they were really." smart with their first big move once they started changing up ps now to get grand theft auto 5 on Uh, what that was really smart now correct me if i'm wrong because i I google searched this yesterday i couldn't find anything on it did they not say that's getting ps5 enhancements it is and it's supposed to be coming this year is it okay but is it enhancements or is it a ps5 lot or a ps5 version that is not free is all i found is let me let me look i don't i don't know that it's clear right now I don't know if it'll be a separate release. That I think for Rockstar, they'd be foolish not to give people who already own the PS4 version a free upgrade because mm-hmm. of how crazy successful that game has been. I mean, come on. The, y'all have made so much money hand over fist that you can afford to give it back to people who've already bought it. But I'm assuming they also wouldn't mind making some big changes. I saw some article that was... Uh, positing that the game actually may have Red Dead 2 graphics. I don't intend that to be the case. I think that if you are expecting that, you think Rockstar is going to do way more work than I do. Well, I would love to be proven wrong, though. Well, according to this, it says GTA 5 Enhanced for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X might use Rockstar's updated Red Dead Redemption to Rage Engine. Yeah, but running it into the engine doesn't mean they're going to go through and change character models. Because if you want it to look like Red Dead Redemption 2, even though it is on an improved version of things, you still have to. Yeah, it'll make the stuff that's there look better because of the improvements of the engine. But it's not going to change the game. All it's going to do is make what's already there 
run better and look a little bit better and maybe have like because of engine changes you may have natural enhancements to lighting and stuff but you're not going to have a game that at the end of the day looks like red dead 2 without someone going in and doing a lot of hard work well what to me um what to me was the the, the leap between red dead or not red dead but Grand Theft Auto 5 on 360 and then Grand Theft Auto 5 on ps4 was a good enough leap to justify it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's kind of what we get here. Yeah, and that's all you need. It yeah. doesn't need to be Red Dead 2. That's my thing. I don't know what people are really talking about. It's not going to be Red now, Dead 2. Now, it's a little different because it going from PS3 to PS4 was very short window after launching. Yeah. And it made more sense. Now you're trying to look at a game that is literally in more than an entire generation old and expecting it to come out and looking crazier. It it just it won't be that without some level of remake tweak. Now they could choose to do that. I just don't think that that's going to be it. Um, we'll see. Uh, you have another one that you wanted to do? Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it's also two thirty five. Since oh, I missed out on basically the last. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Cipher Primus over on. Um, Discord. Oh, yeah. He says, since I missed out on basically the entire last gen, PS Plus has tremendous value to me for the past six months, with the exception of December, which really didn't appeal to me. Uh, the addition of the PS Plus collection is another huge bonus that I'm looking forward to as soon as I get my hands on the PS5 when it arrives soon. He did get one. Yeah, good. Yeah. Congrats, and man. And uh, I saw him in Discord, like, I bit the bullet. I'm like, nah, partner. That, you weren't biting a bullet. You, if I'm not mistaken. made he, the right decision. Yeah, but he was the one saying that he had to buy from GameStop, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and it was, like, it, it was like I wouldn't have, but it's about the only way I could get it at this particular moment. So he yeah. jumped on it. Yeah. And then he says, I don't do a lot of gaming at the moment, uh, but all the included monthly offerings online are more gaming. than enough. Oh, yeah, online gaming. Uh, but all the included monthly offerings are more than enough for me right now. Yeah. So what I recommend anybody to do is that if you are getting a PS5 at all, download the app and then just start saving PS Plus games to your library. Yeah, redeem the PS5 games so that when you get a PS5, you got a nice cushioned built-in library. I played Bugsnax this weekend. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's weird. It is. It's weird, what's, yes. What's, no, like the performance is weird. Is that in 30 frames? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I was like, I turned off motion blur and I changed my FOV around. Yes. And I yeah. was like, I was kind of disappointed it's in 30 frames. Eh, it'd be different if it was a much bigger team. But you got to remember, these are the people that made Octodad. This is a very small team. True. And this is a big move up from Octodad for them. So, going, But going from like nothing but 60-frame games to 30 again that's is what, so that's what gets jarring. You. And I played it before I started playing all the 60 frames per second games. That, that's the way to go, honestly. Yeah. But I think I'm just going to wait for an enhancement update because I know they'll make one eventually, I would hope. I don't think so. I, just, I think given the size of the team, it doesn't really make sense for them to try and split off to make a performance mode. And I, I don't think that the game really needs 60 frames per second, if I'm being honest. Now, don't be wrong. Could it use it? Absolutely. But the game is not nearly as fast-paced as something like Demon's Souls. And not even fast-paced, but you don't need the reaction time necessarily offered by 60 frames per second, in my opinion. I mean, I get it. It would be nice if every game had that option, definitely since it was one that Sony really pushed. Yeah. But eh, I wouldn't hold my breath. I think you should just play it if you're interested in it at all. But... Yeah. Do as you please at this point. I'm going to do one final one over from Facebook if uh, you're cool with that, Saul. Yeah. Because I know you got to get going. Part of the reason Saul mentioned the time is he has something going today. So I have something gotta... today that normally I could be like a little bit late to, which yeah. I can and I probably will be. But, yeah. but we're not going to push you too far. We'll we'll try and keep you, even if it's that we're finishing right at three. That's what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, because I'm just going like a mile that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to throw one on here from... Um, not even a mile, like six blocks. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to give one from Chris Figs because yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, give one from our boy. Our boy. Uh, he says, my answer is a bit pretentious, I guess, but PS Plus is a value regardless of what comes with it. Paying to access to online in an ecosystem where all console makers charge for it is a normality. So honestly, everything they give you for free past that is cake. We could easily be in an Xbox Live Gold days of, uh, of past day situation where you don't get those free games. I'm not going to pretend that I don't want to see better offerings from the service but ps plus collection on top of multiple free games a month for free included with a service you need to have to play online and not free to play games is astronomical and that's a big thing i mean even the fact that free to play games are outside of it which i don't think is actually still the case on xbox i would i'd love to hear that be different i hope that's something that they've changed but yeah he's right PS Plus coming, the biggest value that PS Plus probably ever offered is that it forced games with gold, uh, it forced games with gold to exist. At the time, it wasn't about playing online, but Sony had such success during the PS3 when it was just a premium service that had nothing to do with playing online that even a service that you had to have to play online was like, we have to copy this. We have to jump into this. And we've even seen Nintendo copy it. So I'm not saying that Sony just revolutionized the entirety. I'm sure some PC platform is already doing this much like we kind of see with Epic game store, but they brought it to the console space before anyone else did. So I think that that's a huge value and that value carries along forever. So it's easy to become jaded and be like, Oh, it's not as good as I want it to be. But honestly it changed console gaming landscape for a big change. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's a value no matter what. Cause you could say that like, Oh, well I don't play online games. Yeah. Well, you get your free games then, but yeah. oh, well, these free games aren't good. But you play Call of Duty every day, so like you're using one part of the service. There, yeah. and there, there might be a, a, a person who does not like the games and does not play online, as and Liam that, mentioned. And, you know. Yeah, and that, and in which that that's perfectly fine criticism. Like that, to, that to me is perfect. Like, but at that point, it just means the service is not for you, so don't well, pay for it. That month, that's the tricky thing with these monthly services. Sure. Is like you, you, it, it may take you to. Uh, deactivate a month and then reactivate and stuff like that. But that's the nice part. And you, you'll lose access to those games you had, but whenever you finally re-up again... You'll have it. You'll have it again. Yeah. So, but that's that's kind of the pool, you know? I mean, that's what people get with Netflix. Yeah, you can watch all of The Haunting of Hill House, Hill House or, whatever, or whatever it's called. And then decide you don't want to watch anything else and bounce out. Yeah, you can't keep watching The Haunting of Hill House, but you can watch it again whenever you finally decide to re-up if that's what you want to do. Part of it. Uh, but that was the last one. Thank you, guys. We're going to try and move Thank through the you. rest of this uh, with at least a little bit of, of quickness. Um, first thing that's pretty cool and pretty interesting is back in 2018, Nier creator Yoko Taro teased a last secret for Nier Automata that had yet to be found, and it seems we finally have it. Uh, Lance McDonald who, uh, McDonald, who is a big modder who does a bunch of stuff, uh, he's also responsible for the 60 frames per second Bloodborne patch. Um, that is not official, just letting you know. Uh, he says while digging around in the game's code, he found a hidden cheat code that allows you to skip to the last ending immediately after killing the game's first boss while unlocking all the bonuses while you're at it. He stressed that it was not a glitch, but rather a hard-coded cheat code in the game, and he has since detailed how exactly to execute this over in a video on his YouTube. Go check it out if you want to do that. Support the work he does towards these games. And uh, shout out to him for finally breaking this last mysterious code that everyone was like, what is Yoko Taro hammering on about? It might actually be nothing, you know? So for those that don't know Lance, like Brett said, he is a modder. Uh, Big in the Soulsborne community. He is massive in the Soulsborne community. He is solely responsible for the uh, 60 frames per second Bloodborne patch. 
where the frame pacing is fixed and the frame rate. Mm-hmm. He has it only runs at 720p, but that's hardly that's a good trade off well, realistically. And, not only that, but he has found stuff in Chalice Dungeons that yes. that have never been found before. He's one of the people that worked, hidden bosses. Yeah, he's the he's one of the guys that has broke through with the hidden bosses that or I guess were moved from cut the game. Content, yeah, yeah, so that and well, no, because one of those is in the game, like. It's full in there. Just you got to cheat to get to them. Like, yeah, but it's it was it's cut content from the base they game. didn't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. Well, because so. that's like the people who were able to dig into Demon Souls file. It might have been Lance actually. I haven't looked at that, but this was forever ago, so I doubt it. Uh, but the people who were able to dig into Demon Souls files uh, by getting a PS3 that they could do and were able to find what was behind the broken archstone, the snow area. Yeah. Like in that it had some plans and they just had to cut it, uh, and they've never decided to come back to it. But either way, next thing up on the list, I think that's cool. I'm just glad it's there. And also, we will be talking about me and Chris uh, that we just talked about a second ago. We'll be talking about this game very soon. It's going to be this month's um, spoiler chat. So if you have played that game, and I know you've heard us talking about it, if you want to hear more of our thoughts in depth as well as a first-time player's thoughts in depth with Chris, then be on the lookout for that patrons get it a week early remember that and then everyone else gets it a week after that but square enix and people can flies outriders comes with good news and less good but still not quite bad news this week the good news is that the team believed that with a new ip like this it is important for players to get a chance to experience the game before release uh, so they can make an informed purchase decision as of february 25th players can download a free demo of the first few hours of the game with all of its classes and with both single-player and co-op play intact. That way you can experience one of the big pools of the game, which they are banking on co-op play. Um, This adds a nice touch uh, as well, where you can move your character and progress into the final release of the game should you decide to purchase the game. The less good news, for those that have actually been excited about it, is that you'll have to wait a little bit longer as we originally were planning to get the game in 2020. We already know we've waited a little bit, But the team has finally revealed that the game will be launching on April 1st, of all things. Not a joke. uh, Or so they say, at least. Uh, So you can get that. Um, I didn't think about that. I wonder, is April 1st a typical this year? Is it falling on a Tuesday or Friday? One of the big release days? Is that what's going on here? It's uh, Thursday. So it's just a troll release date. It's a weird release date. Um, Here's the thing. We've talked about how we personally think that this game does not look that interesting. I still love the opportunity to be proven wrong, and I think the best way to do that is with a demo. Yeah. Smart move. Also a smart move to let it be the first couple of hours and include both forms of gameplay and let you move your character progression over. I think if I'm... I really think the best thing about this is the fact that it really pushes that new IP deserve this. And if I'm being honest, as much as I love the game, Cyberpunk being a new quantity and a new IP that people were unsure about, Cyberpunk should have had a day one demo, at least. And it really, it's even nicer if you can get it earlier like this, where you can make the decision on whether or not you want to pre-order based off of what you've played so far. I know it's more work, but I think it ends up having to be worth it because people do not need to be coming into unknown quantities like this without some chance to play it. It's getting better and better with betas and stuff like that. So hopefully this keeps to being the case. And I got to give them, Square is behind a lot of this. I don't think Marvel's, has been a smash, uh, Marvel's Avengers has been a smack success, but you had a beta to play. So you knew what you were getting into before you bought it. Yeah, that game. People were saying that the the by the time Spider Man comes out, is that game even going to be a game anymore? <laughs> like the the player base in terms of like because right now on Steam it's it's destroyed. 
I wonder if it's less than Anthem again. Like, you know how we were running that weird test between the two? At one point in time, Anthem did have more players at the same time. Like, in terms of side-by-side release that Marvel's Avengers was going, Anthem had more players, which is pretty interesting. I love Anthem, so it doesn't mean that it has to be a bad game. Only 910 people throughout a 24-hour period. On on, on On Steam. Steam. So that's that's not indicative of everything, but uh, go to Anthem real quick. Run by that. Or is it even on there? It should be. I know that. Uh, did Anthem ever get moved back over to Steam? Oh, you know what? No. Yeah, you're going to have to go look at um, EA Origin or whatever. See, the weird thing about looking at that is I know it's not full data because it doesn't account for necessarily console players, but you know, it is what it is. All right, where are we at? This here? is PlayStation 4. Mm. Oh, it's, all, it's gone up. It's gone up every month. 2.75 2, 2. million over the course of uh, pretty much Thanksgiving. That's pretty good. <laughs> In all honesty, that's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's not bad at all. What is going on with the game, though? Nothing? Like nothing? No, the game, the game still gets regular content updates. Nothing huge, but I mean, things that keep you kind of going through. It has seasons, move through seasonal rewards. So, I mean, there's reasons to play it. It's not quite as updated as often as something like Destiny, and it doesn't have like a season pass. Yeah, thankfully, um, the season pass has not been terrible, but I just think it's dumb that you have to pay for that. <laughs> and there's things that you used to get. Like, I love how no one seems to have the problem in Destiny with the fact that used to every time you leveled up, you got a, a Eververse Ingram and now you only get it every now and then. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's because, been a long time ago because they've moved it to be that now you get an ever you get a uh, you just get a season pass ranking up. You You don't have a level. You have a season pass realistically. Uh, ranking so yeah when you level up you're just leveling your season pass rank it's, it's been a while since they did that i mean it's only been a year has it no no it's, they, ever since season passes were introduced it hasn't been that yeah season pass introduced with um what's it called uh right it, it was right before technically are you sure i thought that was what destiny 2 did before season passes were a thing like you'd get an eververse ingram every time you leveled up that's all you got yeah after the thing, what I'm saying is they cut that and they changed it when they introduced the idea of a season pass, like the actual thing with a list of items. Well, like wasn't for, that Forsaken? Forsaken? No, that was after oh, Forsaken. So that was Shadowkeep. Okay, so it's only been a year because Beyond Light is the follow up to Shadowkeep. I miss Forsaken. Forsaken was good. I think time. Forsaken was the best Destiny Two ever was. Probably, but we'll see. <laughs> they got time to move and change it and change the name back to Destiny for fuck's sakes. I swear. Just stop with the Destiny 2. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, here we are. Uh, the next thing up on the list is that it appears that Sony has ended manufacturing on a number of PS4 models as the machine heads into its sunset years. Uh, it appears they will be dropping down to a single PS4 model. This is not that big of a surprise uh, because we, of course, saw that PS4 Pro was not going to be restocked, so it seemed likely. Uh I anticipate a price drop for this singular PS4 model that's going to come, but we'll definitely wait and see how that goes on. It has to. I mean, I think that if they're smart, they keep talking about PS2 numbers with this, the smartest thing to do here is do what they did with the PS2 and make this thing as cheap as possible. Yeah, 199 199 I think, is a great buy. If they can even honestly get it to 149 I don't know that they can. Uh, no, yeah, you're getting a little low there. I but if, say- they, if they can even get to, I think, the ideal middle ground between that, I think they could actually pull off 179 If they do 199 it matches the Switch Lite yeah. perfectly. And at that point, it becomes a real question of, do I want this or do I want the PlayStation? Yeah. 
Yeah, do I want exclusive handheld gaming or exclusive home console gaming? Right. Yeah, it's a good good question there. Uh, but seemingly, I would think everyone would imagine that the production efforts from these machines will be moved over and that will be uh, gone pushed towards the burgeoning PS5 because clearly we keep talking about the fact that to get, hit the numbers they want to with PS5, we've got to get more out there. And if they can cut down on the amount of machines they're making and take that effort and move it somewhere else with the PS4 being in its late years – makes sense that we might finally be able to get up to where PS5s uh, within the next month or two hopefully become more and more normal to find it. Yeah. At least. If they can hit if they can hit Switch numbers in terms of uh, consoles or Switch, I won't say numbers. If they can hit Switch's style of being still hot in demand, but you don't feel like you go months without ever seeing them in stores or online uh, or if you do it's just so quick if it can be more like a you can be in target one day and you'll see a couple yeah. switches you can be in target the next day and they're all gone that's still different than what we are right now with playstation 5 which is you can log on for 30 minutes online and they're all gone yep <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the annoying part not the fun part it is seeing some of our people like josh uh, farmier over on facebook talking about trying for like upwards of 15 times is honestly disheartening and i feel a little bad about having gotten three, <laughs> I I don't know what to say other than that because I realize that certain people are having such hard times getting to it. But, you know, man, Demon's Souls wasn't as bad looking as a game as your brain makes you think when comparing it to the new version. Oh, some areas, though. Some areas do look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, some areas in that game. Uh, Context, I'm, I'm over here watching the, uh, the cut sixth Archstone um Video it looks so that Lance cool. McDonald did. You should all check it out if you're a Souls fan. Yeah, I really, I really wish that this would have been put back in the game, even if it wasn't to do anything other than just be an explorable area, like no enemies or anything, or just the singular ones that are there. What's interesting about this is like it reminds me of three or four different things throughout the rest of Dark Souls. Like this reminds me of the painted world of Ariamis. It reminds me of uh, the painted world in Dark Souls Three. It reminds me of. Uh, Kanehurst Castle and Bloodborne. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the. the it's almost like they DLC took this cut two. content and just put it in other stuff. I mean, th- and that's awesome. I kind of get a little bit of a Norlando vibes from this too. Yeah, that's you're you're not wrong because it's very cathedralic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool to see that what ideas they cut they kept for other games. Yeah, that's at least nice. But it would have been cool to have it back in here if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next thing up on the list, uh, Dying Light Two, which is interesting that it bounces back in the limelight of potentially bad news uh, with the departure of the current lead writer and previous art director for the title from developer Techland. This comes months removed from the June 2020 departure of the game's original lead writer, Chris Avalone, after some sexual harassment allegations saw the company decide to cut ties with him. Techland still insists that exciting news is coming, so let's wait and see. But I think it's really important to remember here that it's quick to look at this and think bad because we haven't seen much about the game in a while. And it's been far pushed back when we saw a lot about it when it was originally announced at what, Xbox E3 2018? Something yeah. like that. Um, so we, we saw a lot at once, and then we've seen very little. And we've seen that with other games. So too, we, and, we, and too frequently. Yeah, so I get that it's easy, but it is important to remember at least that depending on where games are in development, writing could be complete, and it may not matter that he's gone. It may not need to change anymore. Things like art direction, which he seemingly wasn't involved in anymore anyway, but they could be far enough along that this is not an impacted move. This could also be a sign of bigger issues with the game, but only time will tell. So just if you're excited for it, I don't think that 
coming up on the third year is a big enough reason to be let down by it because clearly Days Gone still came out and was a, a great game for a lot of people. But you know what pisses me off on the topic of Lance McDonald? What? On all these cut content videos for like Bloodborne and stuff, why he got to throw shade at me by using the 60 frames per second mod? <laughs> <laughs> Look at how good that looks. It, it looks so smooth, yeah. And and again, it's the uh, fact that even the 30 frames per second has odd time uh, frame pacing. Yeah. So you'll just see this weird... I, it's not even like a chug. It's just I, like... It's, it's it's like a brain fart or something. It's it, weird. It's like a visual brain fart. Yeah. It's very odd. But, I mean, Bloodborne's a fantastic game, but it begs the question of like, what is Sony doing here? Is there a 60 frames per second patch coming? I wish we would know something. If you remember, Lance McDonald had this thing where he said he was going to give them until the PS5 and like a little bit into the PS5 to announce an official 60 frames per second patch. And if not, he was going to release it. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to be able to get it. You have to have certain things in order to access it. But right now, he's the only person with it. You could buy a modded PS4 for like $400. Yeah. And not saying you should, but you can. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, next thing up on the list, uh, the already minuscule list of non-compatible PS4 games for PS5 continues to shrink as little-known title. Joe's Diner, which I'm going to tell you right now, when I saw the screenshot for it, I was like, this is not what I would have imagined for Do Joe's Diner. Look at this, Saul. Is this made by Hello Games? No. <laughs> but more importantly... How in the I, I get it because it's just one of those things like when you see the name on paper you think of like Diner Dash or some weird yeah I think of like title a, like a cutie a cutie art like oh do you think of this no do you think of a man looking like he's wearing a skull of a saber tooth on his head with like you know battle make like battle war paint on what is this what is this what was Hello Games uh, first two games that were really successful called Joe Danger Joe Danger not Joe's Diner <laughs> <laughs> but I was really surprised when I saw this but yeah the list continues to shrink uh, I think we started with eight games and uh, two or three of them have already been patched so I think we're down to like five and there's one that they're working and it's not been patched yet uh, so we could get to a point where in a not too distant future there are no PS4 games that are not compatible so why is Neo 1 and 2 not playable on PS5 what do you mean so, I, uh, I might not be both of them, actually. It might be two. I don't remember buying two. So, this might be the beta. But, like, in... in oh, betas are not. Yes. Okay. Betas are not playable demos. That, is, that makes sense, then. None of that Only works, games. From what I understand, yeah. But games. Uh, yeah. Game trials and weird stuff like that that were, like, extra ones, they don't count as games, so the PlayStation 5 just won't even read them. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, like, unofficial versions. But, yes, that's exactly what it was. You had the beta. The real version does work, though there is a, of course, PS5 re-release of both of those games coming. So uh, I think it's already out. It might already be out because yeah. in the store there's there's like a, a bundle that has both of them, but it, I don't know if it's PS5 or just the PS4 store. Yeah, not sure. Uh, next thing up on the list, and we're getting pretty close to the end. We have Killzone players who are in for a bit of a shakeup as the official website has been retired, instead redirecting you to PlayStation site. This impacts the clan functionality of Killzone Shadowfall, which is only a little sad because Killzone Shadowfall saw a crazy resurgence on PS5 because the game runs in a full 60 frames per second on PS5. Does it really? Yeah, it was unlocked. It was unlocked frame rate on PS4. Um for the story mode, but it didn't really get above 30 very often. Uh, or, you know, it, it, it was between 30 and 40. Not enough to make it jarring, but you just never felt like you were really getting that much of a performance boost. Right. But the story mode is a completely playable in um, 
full resolution of the game, 1080p, with 60 frames per second. Uh, the multiplayer did play 60 frames per second, but with a halved uh, resolution vertically to make sure they could lock into that 60 frames per second. Yeah. And that was what the big lawsuit was about. I thought that was a dumb lawsuit, for being honest, because it, yeah, it's still technically 1080p, actually. But, uh, yeah, either way, that game got a big revival, but players are no, now no longer able to create or manage clans for the title. It's not necessarily the end, as multiplayer modes are still, of course, up for the game. Player statistics and even your ranking data remain for both Shadowfall and PlayStation Vita's Mercenary from the gone-but-not-forgotten Guerrilla Cambridge I miss you guys. You could have been the next Killzone developer. But uh, this could be a nail in the coffin of Killzone ever making a return. Or what I think is actually more likely, I don't really think Killzone returning is super likely, but I think what's even more likely is that the reason this happening is that Sony's cutting down and moving away from dedicated sites for their games as very, very few exclusives this generation received one of these sites. And actually, going even further, I think one of the only ones that wasn't like Killzone Shadowfall is like God of War. Has, is one of the only sites that has an that exists on its own. I think it make more sense for Sony to loop everything in and have it be connected to PlayStation, and yeah. just, you're going to a central hub place uh, instead of doing this separated thing. And now, what's cool is that you can still have it where you go to GodOfWar.com, but instead of it being a separate listing, instead what it is is it's a subsect of PlayStation.com that it directs you to, and it's an isolated part of it. And most, most, most of the time when website redirections happen like that, you don't even notice it. Exactly. It's just, you think, Oh, this is still a dedicated site. And it's also interesting that you can do that even just by URLs. You can have URLs be set up on the net to just redirect you places. you never know what happens. If you go online, I tried it out of curiosity and type in ratchet and clink.com. It takes you to insomniac's website. Not Ratchet and Clank website, Insomniac's normal website. That's what happens when companies release a project like that. They buy a bunch of domains up that they think people will use. Yeah, and just people be like RatchetandClank.com. Like what? Like uh, what is what is technically Ratchet and Clank a rift in time? What number is that? Four? Oh God, way far, way way more. Is it? I can't remember. Dude, there's Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Going Commando, Ratchet and Clank. It's like the series has really never been numbered, and I appreciate that. It's so, what I always want games to be because you shouldn't be tied down by a number. You shouldn't feel like it really matters. So RatchetandClank9.com is not a website. Probably just, not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I was just going to type it in and see if it redirected me to... But, see, I don't think that's really indicative of the game not going anywhere. Again, I still don't necessarily think that we'll get a Killzone game anytime soon. I would love to be proven wrong. Absolutely love, but... We'll see. Next thing up on the list, PS Now's January editions are Ubisoft's open-world racing title, The Crew 2, city-building sim Surviving Mars, and another city-building sim, but city-building and survival game, Frostpunk, which actually looks dope. Frostpunk? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. Like The art style and the, the everything around it just looks really cool. It's like mech, but based around a bunch of ice. It's really interesting. Is it the Steam? Is it like Steam? Uh, it's kind, Steampunk? kind of... But there's still almost like it's made with as if all of the tech was pushed towards surviving on ice. You know what I mean? I, it's hard to describe, but the game actually looks cool. And I do like city building sims, but I normally get bored of them because it's just city building. I like the idea of pushing in where you have survival aspects. Yeah, that's 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 just like what a, Rome the cinematic is. trailer. You should look at the actual gameplay. It's a real interesting that's a soundtrack style. 
OST. <laughs> what a weird thing. But yeah, that's cool. So you've got some of those. And of course, we have some things that are leaving soon, but I don't ever keep up with that stuff too terribly much. Uh, I think Greedfall might be... No, Dead Cells is one of the ones that's leaving soon. I went through and kind of looked the other day. So Hitman 2, that's what it is. Hitman 2 and Dead Cells are the two that are leaving in February. Okay. Not bad. Not a bad setup. And I like the rotating game thing. I think it makes more sense to bring a game in temporarily and then continue to bring in other big games and then pay for a price for a game to be there forever. Now, I've always wondered, like, are they temporarily, like, like rotating? Or, like, if I download it, I always have it. Or does it yank it from my console when it's done? I think that it yanks it from your console okay. when it's done. I don't actually know that. Good question. Uh, you know what's more interesting, though? They've done rotating titles and then brought them back as permanent titles. Good example of that is Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. It was one of the earliest games they did yeah. whenever they changed back to doing this rotating games thing. And now, last month, I think is what it was, they brought it back as a permanent title. Hmm. So... It's a cool way for them to take games that are still doing well and put them up there as a rotated game and then bring them back later as a evergreen game for things that make sense, like things that they own. <laughs> you know, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if God of War, which was also on the service, comes back as a evergreen title in the next year. Yeah. Makes sense to me, at least. And it depends, though, because if God of War keeps selling over 20 million copies, then or 10 million copies, rather. I don't know. I think it was 20 million, actually. But either way, next thing on the list and the final thing on the list uh, that we're going to talk about is for the first time since 1994, PlayStation hardware in its homeland of Japan has sold less than 1 million units across everything. The PlayStation 4 ended the year at 542,000 units sold, with PS5 coming in with close to half of that at 265,000 units. Despite Sony denying claims that they are shifting focus from their home market to others, this doesn't quite fit with the numbers that we have here, whatever the reason for that may be. The PS4 in its late part of its life cycle is trailing behind the PS3's 10 million sold in the region, and the PS3 did not perform well. Uh, so just goes to show for context. While competition from Nintendo shows that there is a hungry market for games, obviously in Japan, with the Switch coming in at 17.3 million, despite being around only a fraction of the time of PS4. So what I find interesting about this is there's a couple things you can look at. I think that you could look and say, well, the Switch is doing so well because handheld gaming does well in Japan. And I think that's true. And I think that clearly if Sony really meant what they've been saying about being interested and involved in the market that they're from, that they would be the first company to actually take another stand at handheld gaming. And the reason I kind of view that is like, you know, you could look at it and say, well, Microsoft will never do handheld gaming. But that's also because Microsoft's primary area primary region is the u.s and the handheld market is significantly less in the u.s it's there but it's significantly less sony with the vita alone the vita was almost just a success in the japan alone right because of the fact that that's what goes there so you could look at that but i also think when you look at the fact that the switch is doing so well the switch doesn't have to be a dedicated handheld console. And when you have the pandemic hitting and a lot of people having to stay at home and work from home, I would guarantee that there was a bigger push, just like we saw all around the rest of the world, to home consoles. And still, the PS4 didn't sell very well because the Switch can still be played on a, a TV. And it, to me, I think it shows a lot about library, the way that Sony kind of just treats things in their area. And I think my particular thing that I think would be great, if Sony were serious about their home market, it would seem to me that the best way to tap into that would be a handheld follow-up 
and have something that lets it be a, a follow-up to the Vita rather than the Switch with a shift in focus also toward allowing third-party games without heavy censoring policies that I think disproportionately affect specifically Japanese games. And I think that those two things together make sense as to me why people are way more hyped on Switch. Also because of the fact that, say you're pandemic shopping. You right. know you're going to be stuck at home. But you think to yourself, I don't have a PS4 and I don't have a Switch. Which of the two would I buy? Well, I could play the PS4 for now, and I might have some fun and have some good games. But also, once COVID hopefully lets up, buying a Switch makes more sense because I'll still be able to play it out on the go. That's where I think the handheld thing comes into play here. Well, that, and I think that the nature of the Switch with having more comfy games like Animal Crossing. Sure. And as well as more kid-friendly games. Yeah. Um, Which is also weird. Sony has a big list of those types of games, specifically for Japan, that are like the fun, comfy games that we never even have seen. Well, also, do you know what uh, the Switch has that the PS4 does not? Uncensored JRPGs. <laughs> well, that's my thing, yeah. So that's, yeah. All, that's, 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 the, yeah, that's my point. Is like, that's the biggest thing. Especially for that culture. It's like, why censor? Why would I want to see this uncensored when there's already so much censorship they have to deal with? Well, and then, too, you look at the two, and it's like, well, both the PS4 and the Switch have both of these games, right? Right. On one, I can see every bit of the game in its original form. On this other one... There's a bunch of stuff that's changed. And then the other thing that some games are getting delayed in Japan for the PS4 and delayed over here for the PS4 because they're having to change the game because they submit it to Sony. And it's getting better in terms of time because companies are just self-censoring to try and avoid this. But there was a number of games that had to go back and delay themselves because they submitted to Sony. Sony said, no, this has to be changed. They're like, we have to have more development time because these are massive changes. Yeah. So, eh. And that's, that's one of those iffy things on too, like why a game was delayed. It's it's hard to boil it down to. Is it the publisher? Is it the developer? Is it the you know? Is it Sony? Is it Microsoft? Is it Nintendo? Yeah, you never know. But it's just I, don't be wrong. Sony being a global company at this point, yeah, they need to worry about every other market. And that's a, they part of the fact that they are a global company is what makes them such a great competition for Microsoft, which has a harder time keeping up outside of more you know the easy established areas like the U.S. and like the U.K and you know european territories but sony does a lot better job of breaking into very smaller markets and getting those numbers like over 100 million you know there's yet to be an xbox console that's broke 100 million in sales yeah and and they're kind of far away yeah and i mean even sony's failures almost hit 100 million you know what i mean that's besides the vita vita's the anomaly but the the psp sold over 80 million i wouldn't call the vita failure though i wouldn't either honestly well I know. I, I really wouldn't. I think that that due to the nature of global of, failure, so, regional successes. Even then, though, it's it's one of those things that's it sold more than it sold more than plenty of Nintendo home consoles. Absolutely. Well, not <laughs> only that, but like if it had the support from Sony, if Daddy took care of the console, then it would be it'd still be going to this day. But they didn't. I don't think it'd be going to this day, but no, it, it would have a successor by now. No, I do. Like it's because it's already going. Well, it's this, still going, it, but I mean, right now, at I this mean, point, it'd be it'd be much. You'd be hearing way more Vita versus Switch conversations than now. At least the last two years, I think by yeah. now you'd be like, "When's the follow up to the Vita coming?" Yeah, yeah. And who knows? That's, um, you know, that could be why that was super weird. So, I, I don't know. Was also. Was Lance McDonald responsible for finding out that Lisa was behind you the entire time? Maybe. 
Maybe broke the camera, yeah, and was able to see it. He is part of the big, uh, a lot of PS4 based uh, camera breaking, yeah, and figuring out where things are. But what is the community say going to be this? That rounds us out. I'm I'm gonna run one by you. It's more of a curiosity than anything because I have one that's weird too. We'll go through, but we'll we'll each give ours. And then we'll see which one we want to go with. Mine's not weird. Maybe that's a community take. They decide. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> well, here's my mine's more safe. I'm gonna let you go first because if I really like yours, I'm just gonna go with yours. Uh, in lo- in lieu of near, and the the code being broken, it being a very odd one at that. What is your favorite Easter egg slash cheat code ever? I exactly I like that one. That's cool. You know what? Speaking of cheat codes, the last thing we talk about just because it was weird. I forgot Rock Band 4 and even Rock Band 3 and I think Guitar Hero 5 all did away with you having to play through the campaign completely first before you could play all the songs in quick play. Um, but That's cool. I went back and, uh, well, and was playing, kinda. but I forgot because I'd been playing it that way. I went back and was playing Rock Band 2, which I think actually may be my favorite altogether setup. I think it looks and feels the best. It's weird to me that it feels that way. Rock Band 3 feels off. Like it's not bad, but it feels slightly off, and it doesn't look quite as clean. And the UI design is good. Is it but, calibrated properly? Yeah, everything's been calibrated. But um, whenever I was doing it, I was looking through the songs, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I did Guitar Hero World Tour first, and I was like, "There's only like 30 songs here." I don't know if that's right, right? And I thought, "I was like, wait a minute." I forgot you used to have to use cheat codes if you wanted to unlock them all. Otherwise, you had to play through the entire career to unlock all the songs. Uh, my favorite cheat code is always. Um the faster uh, scrolling. I can't think what it's called. Oh, we were at double speed? Yeah, the double speed. God, yeah. There was always an argument that it made the game easier, but it, it it's like, did it? Because it's almost like it's just an alternate way of playing because even though it sped it up double time, the, the buttons were spaced out. Yeah. But it the buttons are coming at you doubles the speed. So it's like, is it easier? But for me, for whatever reason, I just got into the habit of using that cheat code at like once or twice, and I was like, this is so fun because of how faster paced it is. Yeah. It's different, but I mean, I, I've been having so much fun, but I didn't actually realize because I did. I got, I was like, okay, well, Guitar Hero always had cheat codes. That makes sense. Then I stopped. I was like, wait, Guitar Hero 5 doesn't have this. I'm pretty sure. Then I put in Rock Band 2, was having a fun time going through that. And I was like, wait a minute. There's songs I know are in Rock Band 2 that are not here. Stopped. I didn't realize Rock Band had cheat codes either. I was like, oh. I didn't know that either. But it's just so interesting. Yeah. Cheat codes, Easter eggs, all that is a thing that Hannah was saying, like, oh, that's so different. I was like, yeah, you don't think about it, but. Cheat codes in games are so rare now. They are when they like honestly, they're a novelty. Nakey Janky has a really good video on this, like where it's like it's a good mixture of like, does this cheat code break the game or does it just make the game more fun? Yeah, well, and the other thing is just replaying a game with something goofy. Like, there's been yeah. games that have approximated it. Uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, Uncharted Four did a lot of stuff where you could play like with different filters over the thing. I think you could play to where you could take different amounts of hits. I think there might've been a one hit kill mode. I might be getting things mixed up, but I think uncharted had like built in. They're not cheat codes. It's not because you don't view them that way. You don't enter right. a code anymore, but it was more like, Oh, you beat the game. Do you want to play with some modifiers? Yeah. And that, and that's actually, it's interesting. That's what they were called. They were called gameplay modifiers or something like that in rock band. They're not called cheat codes, but in Guitar Hero, they're straight up called cheat codes. Yeah, they're called cheat codes. That's what they are. <laughs> That's what they are. Uh, but you, and you, what's weird is in Rock Band, you still had to enter the code. So it wasn't cheat code. It wasn't just a list of modifiers that you could select. Then it would be modifiers. Right. If you have to enter a code, it's a cheat code. 
But it's true because it is it is a combination. Yeah, Hannah was talking about her brother back in the day having those big books that you used to get. Oh man, and I was like, it's so weird because they can't exist now because games don't ever have cheat codes. You just look them up online if they do, and if they do, yeah. But it's also so rare. Like I think the only games that have cheat codes now, like good good question. I really genuinely don't know the answer to this. Are there still cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto Five? Absolutely. Okay, and and they're all the same. Like, all, are you, they all the up, down, left, right, up, yeah, down, like, left, right, eight, <laughs> X, Y, whatever? If you remember like the cheat codes like where it's like R1, R2, L1, L2, L2. left, down, right, up, left, left, yeah. left is one set of weapons or whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. And then you have weapon set two. Yeah. Or, it's, yeah. It's all, it's, it's, they've never changed those. Does Red Dead have cheats? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, because I don't think, I don't cheat think Cheat codes Dead, were a beautiful time. I don't our... think uh, Red Dead 1 had cheats. Wasn't there a game... Was it a basketball game where you could play with like presidents' heads? Was it NBA Jam <laughs> where you could have like oversized what? presidents' heads? Uh, well, I mean, there was like gold now with DK mode. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, apparently, you can type in cheat codes. How to enter cheat codes in? So you go. This is weird. Enter cheat codes in Red Dead Redemption Two. Pause the game to access settings. Next, press triangle or as suggested, as in the bottom right corner. Then you'll come across the cheats list. They are all locked, and you can make them available by entering the codes in. So, add five hundred dollars. Basic weapons: create buggy, create racehorse, create random horse, create stagecoach, create superior horse, create wagon, decrease honor, decrease wanted level, forces you to become drunk. Gunslinger wow. weapons. Well, there is a lot of these. Why? That's like fifty. Ch- this is like fifty codes in here. You know what, though, I gotta appreciate Rockstar for having the you know the vision to kind of still do that. Honestly, dude, I might go through and play Red Dead Redemption two. I know I'm going to when the if a PS5 enhancement comes out for it, which I which, imagine there will be. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's not like it needs much. But um, there you go. And I could use some cheat codes to make the game more enjoyable, palatable. Okay, guys, that is our uh, community's take. So look out for that post. We normally put them up if you're new to the show on Fridays over on our social media. Uh, and then we give you all of, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday to answer. That way we don't have it a whole week where people forget and it gets buried. It's just quick, easy. You can find that over on our Twitter at Triangle SQRD. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast. Ask to be entered in. We'll get you in there. Uh, Saul's not on Facebook, so don't expect yep. to see him there. You can find us in the Discord down below. Uh, though, actually, Saul has apparently been missing in action. As I've had people be like, where's Saul? In Discord? <laughs> yeah, but well, they could have t- just tagged you. I don't know. I've, I've t- I tell people this all the time. Since I work every day, all weekdays, I'm not in Discord until like 5 p.m. Then you go to sleep by like 9 p.m. Yeah, like 9.30, I'm in bed. So there's four and a half hours to reach me on Discord, but... The most important way to reach me is to tag me. If I will always be able to respond to somebody tagged, but like I do not have enough time in the year to scroll to through, scroll through yeah. the messages we get on Discord to see if somebody's so tag me. Yeah, but, uh, that way he'll get a notification. But the Discord's down in the link below, or yes. the link is in the description below, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcast services. And remember, if you do watch this on YouTube... You can find us on podcast services for more convenience, or if you like to watch your people and you found us on podcast services, you can come watch us over on YouTube. And uh, another shout out to Manscaped, just because again, I'm, I'm glad we've had a lot of conversations with some of our listeners who have gotten the stuff and really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Glad to hear it. I think it's a great product. So Triangle Squared, uh, sorry, sorry, support the show. I look, pulled us all. Look, look, yeah, <laughs> discount, tr- discount Triangle. Yeah, head over to manscaped.com, put discount code SQRD twenty percent off code. your first order. 
triangle coat. <laughs> Get 20% off your first order and free shipping. Thank you guys so much. Remember, you can find us on Patreon and support the show with more than just your time, though I promise that is enough if that is all you can give. We don't mind. We appreciate you guys joining us every week. And one of the things that we do, and it's been a long time coming, promise it won't be so bad this time, all these beautiful custom cases, it's not, it's not without a complete hit, but this is most of them, most of them. There are three Kingdom Hearts 3 cases that I have to reprint because something about the way that the lining up of the front and back print did not work. So if I cut them, there's going to be misprinted part of the back where it's just white paper. Getting that fixed Monday, Tuesday at the latest. These are going out and shipping Monday, so only a couple of you will be impacted by that. Saul is stealing, apparently. No. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, here you go. You can get some of these. These are the sexy cases that you can get for supporting the show over on Patreon. Once every three months, you get to choose which ones you want to do, as well as getting a shout-out at the end of the episode. So remember, all content that we do, we get that. And uh, we appreciate it, guys, so much. So without further ado, we want to give a gig. Big quick shout out. Also, Saul, you want to tell him that you'll see him next week? I'll see you next week. Give you that opportunity. <laughs> Didn't mean to steal it from you. We'll <laughs> see you guys next week. Thanks to our patrons, Kyle Grimm, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan, Luke Bartolomeo, Sean Santarude, Funk Turkey, Danny Villiobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popst, Kevin Bacon Bits, Eric McAllister, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Rich, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Chris Figs, Zachary Sawyer, Landis, Rude Days 93, Brian, Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Joshua Lago, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, El Chabib, Jason Clendenning, and last, but certainly not least, Mr. Richard Schaefer. Thank you guys so much, and if you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash nartech and consider giving as little as $1 per month to help the show. Thank you guys so much.